Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. John chapter 5 and verse 2. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season or a certain time into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Will thou be made whole? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you be seated here. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Perspective. If I were to title this, it would just be one word, and that would be learn. Learn. Perspective, we've heard it before, perspective becomes reality. It's true. From whatever position or angle we're looking at things, it tends to become reality for us. And, and so if you'll turn in your Bibles, we're going to flip back and forth just a little bit between um, John here, uh, James chapter 1, and uh, we'll get into Matthew chapter 12 also. But if you'll turn to James chapter 1, and perhaps leave a bookmark in John, James chapter 1, verse 23 through 25. And here's what James tells us. Here's what God tells us through the mouthpiece of James. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Uh, Would you just do me a favor and and repeat that with me? Natural Natural face. Okay, so if we, not a doer of the word, we become like a natural man beholding, that we're relegated to that. Verse 24, for... He beholdeth himself perspective. When we see things from a natural perspective, perspective becomes reality. Perception becomes reality. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now this is the book of James. We know it's written to the church. And so all of us here this morning, we are the church and, and what James is saying, when we only view things from the perception or the perspective of the natural man, we're relegated to the natural. And we will be relegated to natural results. Okay? Um, but, but, the very next word in verse 25, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not huh, a forgetful hearer, But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I would say this man shall be blessed in what he sows. What this man reaps will be blessed. Amen. That's the spiritual man. So with that, 
flipping back to John from perspective, to view this through the natural perception would be unfruitful. Think of it through the view of faith. All right, so I love saying this because I feel it. From, from the, the very first service we arrived back here at Abundant Life, we felt faith. This is a place of faith. We are a people of faith. And this all started, our walk, our covenant relationship with God started in faith. It will continue. It must continue in faith. And it will finish in faith. It must finish in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. It's by faith that the elders obtained, that they accomplished, that they subdued. And so faith is the center of it all. I I, I do want to mention, I don't have a lot of time, but I do want to mention, I appreciated uh, Brother Steve Kiley's sermon on, on Wednesday night, and it really got me to thinking, and I got some really good notes from it. Uh, but in that, he had mentioned that lady with the issue of blood. And does anyone remember her offhand how long she had that issue? Twelve years. For twelve years. And so, as a preacher, as a man of God, and, and, and as saints, we can look at this and we can, uh, there's all kinds of different angles we can look at the scripture from. And we can draw spiritual truths. And so, being that that is true, God's word is that deep. You know, we hear it preach different angles at different times in different ways, and, and that's all good. But one of the things I'm going to mention, for 12 years, she didn't give up. And, and it flowed with what Brother Steve Kiley was preaching for 12 years. Sometimes God just takes care of it, but sometimes we got to live through it. But regardless, in the realm of faith, faith is those 12 years That is the faith. Now we can look at this example here back in John. And for 38 years, we can look at this from a number of different ways. We know that this man was stuck there. He was, uh, Jesus inquired a little bit. We didn't read that far, but asked him, you know, uh, if you want to be healed. And the man's response was, well, someone always beats me to the pool. There's not a man here to help me. And so there's different angles we could look at, but the one I'm going to mention here that I got to point out is he was still there after 38 years. Why? I don't know how often the angel showed up to stir it. No one really knows how often it was, but only one person was healed whenever the angel did show up to stir the water. And yet year after year, After year, after year, this man knew his only hope was to be right here. And it may have been one year into it, and God, oh, he missed out on God's healing. It didn't happen. Five years later, he's still there. Ten years later, he's still there. This is what faith really looks like. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. He is mighty to save, mighty to heal, and mighty to deliver. And he will and he does. 
But sometimes years go on, and we're just going to have to live in faith, continue to come in faith. It may seem like the season goes on and on. Keep living in faith. Keep coming in faith. Be in the right place at the right time. What if at year 11, that woman with the issue of blood had gone ahead and said, you know what? It's useless, it's hopeless, and she gave up. It could have been 11 years, 364 days, and she would have missed out on her miracle. This man could have come year after year after year after year, and finally 37 years, 364 days into it, if he had walked away by one day, he would have missed his miracle. This is really what faith lives, it looks like. Regardless, God, you're worthy. Regardless of whether you've moved yet, God, I know you're capable. Regardless, God, you are the one I praise. You are the one I trust. You are the one who will deliver. Hmm. All right. I didn't know if I was going to preach or not. (laughs) So let's look at this from the spiritual perspective, all right? A place of faith. Great multitudes, in verse 3, of impotent folk. If we were to look at this, the impotent folk, the blind, the halt, the withered, from the natural perspective, it would be the multitude was comprised of these people. But I'm telling you, from the spiritual perspective, what we're seeing is, it's the progression of spiritual death. Ephesians chapter 6 and 12, we're familiar with what it says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Spiritual, it is a spiritual battle. And once again, that was written to, uh, it's in the book of uh, Ephesians, it was written to the church. And so let's just be honest here. There is an adversary that comes against us day after day after day. He's before the throne of God day after day after day, accusing the brethren. He's accusing you and he's accusing me. So there is a war and a battle going on. And it may just be, this is why we got to come day after day, year after year, trusting in God regardless. So, but what we see here in the spiritual realm is a digression or the progression of, of, of the effect of the adversary. Impotent, it means to be feeble, diseased, sick, and weak. And if you read that verse, there's the impotent people, and then it's described this way, as blind. You look up that word in the Greek, blind means physically, mentally, and spiritually. Now, now watch how this progresses. The blind become halt. It brings the spiritual man. We look through a glass darkly right now in the spiritual realm, right? But we're still supposed to be looking and feeling and increasing, becoming more familiar with it. But when the spiritual man is slowed down, when he becomes blind, when he doesn't increase, when we're not moving forward in Christ, when we're not growing, when we're not learning, halt is the result. It's a limping, crippled effect. And then what comes after that is the withered. Withered, if you look that word up in the Greek, it means scorched, arid, as opposed to water. 
Now, now watch this. Opposed to water, it's a dry place. Now you want to see how the, the, the spiritual, the, 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 the fallen angels, the, the evil spirits, how, how their realm is? Let's look at a couple of examples. In Matthew chapter 12 and, and 43, you can turn there if you'd like, we get the example of when the evil spirit is cast out of a man. Does anyone remember where that evil spirit goes? It goes wandering, looking, searching for rest in a dry place. Water is life. Water is life in the natural. It's life in the spiritual. The whole thing here, the whole healing started when the waters were stirred. And so the evil spirit, we see, we see a principle. We see a spiritual principle. The evil spirit is at rest in a dry, dead place. Now in that scenario, he comes back and finds that the man is unfilled, clean swept out, but unfilled. And that's another sermon. We need to be filled with something, right? We need to continue to fill ourselves with knowledge and increase in the spirit, right? We get another example. With Luke, matter of fact, it's in, it's in the Synoptic Gospels, but Luke is most descriptive in it. Chapter 8 and verse 29 is where we, we have the example of, of, of who, the man we call Legion because he had that many evil spirits that, were, were, uh, that possessed him. But there was something in the narrative, there was something about him. Where did he spend his time? In the tombs. Well, what is a tomb? A tomb represents where there's death, right? And... Also in the wilderness. It would drive him into the wilderness. Huh. What does wilderness represent? Let's just look at Israel. It represented a tomb and death for the unbelieving. Israel, because of their unbelief, their lack of trust in God for but a brief span of time, the wilderness became a tomb for them to die in. And so if, if the devil, if the adversary, if our adversaries huh, can get us into a dry, dead place, this is the progression of it right here. Impotent, feeble, diseased, become blind, halt, withered. The result of this is reproach, shame, and condemnation. I already mentioned that the devil, Lucifer, he is before the throne of God daily accusing you and I, pointing out every fault, every time we stumble, every lack of faith. And I love what Jesus sees because he just turns to the book of life and sees blood-stained pages. Hmm. But this is where I want to get real for a second. And this is the last Sunday school that I'll be teaching for this calendar year. And coming up to the end of the year, it makes it an appropriate time to take inventory. And so the devil comes against us. He's warring against us. He's fighting against us on a personal level. As a church in this territory, there is... Something working against you and working against me. And if we're just honest with it, 
And if we'll look at ourselves for a second, and no one's got to raise their hand or confess anything, but just think of it. In the last year, have you increased? In the last year, have you struggled with some things? And I'll raise my hand. I'll be the guinea pig. I have. <laughs> There's some things I am struggling with. And, and so I'm constantly reminding myself. God's constantly reminding myself. Go ahead, Rob, just open that heart up a little bit more. I'm going to continue to heal you. I'm going to continue to increase you. I'm going to continue to grow you. And I'll remind you because it's so heavy on my mind and my heart all the time. It's what happened with Paul with the irritation he had when he had the, uh, when, when there was the thorn in his side. What was it that brought the irritation? It was a great revelation. And so we need to recognize in our lives when God's showing us something and teaching us something. Come on, we're a real spiritual people here. And I'm talking about spiritual things. So in the last year, are there some things that we recognize, that we can recognize in our lives, so that going into the next year, we can uh, conduct ourselves in a more spiritually appropriate way. Jesus here in this illustration, it was a different time in a different place. And it was only when he would show up or when the angel of the Lord would show up. That was the only time that there was the, uh, the opportunity for one man to be healed. But we know that God flipped that all over on his head. We know that because of Calvary. We all have access. And I, I, I love this because verse 6, wilt thou be made whole? This reads better. If you have a Bible with any notes, it's going to say, do you want to be made whole? That is the way it reads from the original text. Jesus' response is, do you want to be made whole? And I will say, we need to recognize, we need to be honest with ourselves and God that we need to be made whole, that he's still working on us, and that's all right. I say it all the time, I will continue to say, it's okay where you're at. You're doing great. You're in the right place, doing the right thing. However, God's not going to keep you there. His intention is that we grow, increase, and are continued to be healed. Think of, think of this, Acts chapter 2 and 38. We can all quote it, right? Acts chapter 2 and 39 we can probably all quote that. You do realize it's in Acts chapter 2 and 40 that Jesus says, save yourself, or God says, save yourself from this untoward generation. Once again, the Greek word there is this crooked generation. What God is saying, save yourself from the crooked and as you grow, anything that's growing, if it grows crooked long enough, it's going to become unstable. God is wanting us to grow, and he's wanting us to grow straight. He's wanting us to continue to grow on a sure foundation. Hmm. Oh, half an hour is not enough. We're speaking of biblical laws, biblical precepts, and biblical patterns. 
biblical concepts and realize when we speak the word of God and when we see it through a spiritual eyes of faith, they are spiritual laws, spiritual precepts, spiritual concepts, and spiritual patterns. Remember, the whole title is Learn. Learn. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come unto me. This is what it looks like, okay? This is what it looks What are you talking about? Where are you going? It looks like this. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He will. Not might. He will. But the first word I'm going to highlight is come. Verse 29 Take, come and take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm so thankful for the tongues and interpretation that we had. It's exactly what I'm speaking here and what God's laid on my heart. God has given us this precious word, these spiritual truths, that if we will continue to grow in our knowledge and understanding in the eyes of faith, God's intention is to increase all of us for two parts. To fulfill the statement of we get saved, stay saved, and save someone else. That is God's plan. And so if we do take inventory and we do realize, okay, I've got some work to do. God, you've got some work to do. That's all right. Oh, God, do it. Here's my heart. A, it will save you. It will continue to save you. Yes, it will continue to save you. It has to continue to save you. Listen, we're either growing or we're dying. That's, there's no way around it. And that's exactly the spiritual point of what we're reading in John. God's intention is not for us to decrease. It's for us to increase. I understand I must decrease so he can increase. And that's part of the process. But he's wanting to grow us. Amen. So come, take, learn. And, and somehow, way, I just feel like that's kind of where we're at. For so long, we come and we take. Huh. I believe it's time to learn. I believe it's time to take everything that we've come and taken for oh so long. It could be 12 years. It could be 38 years. But in the process of faith, it's time to start taking those things, learning from them, seeing them. Here, here I've got a statement for you as I'm getting close to wrapping up. Being instant and in, se- in season and out of season. Here's what it looks like. Recognize and then respond. 
rather than react and then realize. I'm talking about spiritual things here. How often do we go through life, do we go through ministering, and do we go through uh, living with one another, and sometimes things rub us the wrong way, we're irritated because we've been praying, oh God, make me more sensitive, and he makes us more sensitive to things, and we don't realize that we're just becoming more sensitive, and so we react before we realize. Oh, we will do well to recognize, slow down, recognize, and then respond. In closing, James chapter 1, verse 6. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, Brother Kylie, nothing wavering. For 12 years, she didn't waver. For 38 years, no wavering. For however long you've been faithful to God, no wavering. For however long God still got us around, there's no wavering. Asking in faith. For he that wavereth is like a wave that is... A wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. That's not our portion. I want to jump ahead to verse 13. Nope. Follow the notes. I apologize. It's highlighted, so I preached on it before, somewhere, somehow, but not today. (laughs) Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And I'll just take a little bit of liberty, but slow to respond. (laughs) We're talking about spiritual things. I believe God's wanting to increase us. And I believe if we'll slow down and recognize some things, he's already started. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engraft. I almost feel like that word in graft might have, if it wasn't used, it was really close in, in, in the interpretation. The engraft word, which is able to save your souls. And, and just, huh, I digress for a second. When I wrote your, it's like, oh, in the notes, I'm thinking, well, I got to include myself because I'm not preaching at you. But our is right in the word, <laughs> your. And it works out beautifully. It, will say, it is able to save our souls. We're already saved. Yes, and we're continuing to be saved as we're continuing to grow because the alternative is there is the possibility of becoming lame. There is the possibility of becoming blind. There is the possibility of becoming useless, dead, dried out. Let the waters flow. Waters represent more than just waters of baptism. Waters also represent the Holy Spirit. Just like the waters that started out as a trickle underneath the threshold. I pray it all the time. It starts out as just a trickle in faith. But it ain't long when you continue in faith that it's ankles deep. And it ain't long before it's knee deep. And next thing you know, it's waist deep. And you're starting to realize, I'm going to have to really step out in faith before too long. Because I'm recognizing this is a spiritual thing. Waters, neck deep. Now I'm going to have to swim. I'm out of time.
Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. That's not our portion. God is saying, keep looking and recognizing in the spiritual and learn from me. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, God's law, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. <laughs> it may feel like 38 years, but you're going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Let's keep learning in the Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.